Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Turing Podcast. Today we're bringing you an episode recorded earlier this year, before the COVID-19 pandemic and before the postponing of the football season. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Turing Podcast, a production of the Alan Turing Institute, the UK's National Institute for Data Science and Artificial Intelligence. Welcome to the Turing Podcast. I'm Effie Dennis. And I'm Ben Walden, and we're here today in our sunny London office which is shocking for a Friday morning, but it's okay. Today we're going to be talking to a colleague of ours, Nick Barlow, about a programme he's made called AI Arsenal, which uses machine learning to try and predict and win at fantasy football. Do you support football, Effie? Um, Yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, However, you know, in the interests of neutrality, I am going to have to not disclose the team our producer's laughing at me because i said support football rather than sport oh no i I heard that and the reason for that is because i just know absolutely nothing about football so what's your sport ben i i watch nfl um so i'm sorry what american football can can everybody in this room and all of our listeners please just understand what we've just heard Sorry, please explain. It's it's really slow, like cricket, and so I don't really need to watch it. I can just have it on in the background and it makes me happy. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it's the podcast of sports. Something like that, exactly. All right, now we'll move on to our main segment, where we interview Nick Barlow about AI Arsenal. We're here with Nick Barlow, Senior Research Software Engineer at The Turing. How are you doing, Nick? Hello, I'm fine, thanks, Ben. How are you? Really good. So Nick has built an artificial intelligence tool to help him win at fantasy football. Nick, what have you built? Well, so, uh, well, first of all, it's it's uh, it's not really to help me win. I have my own team as well, which I'm trying to compete with the uh, AI bot. But yeah, essentially what we have is a uh, software package called AI Arsenal, uh, developed by me and another data scientists here at the Turing last season um, to try and sort of, as a fun side project, see if we could use machine learning to do well at fantasy football, since it's a game which involves lots of numbers, lots of sort of uh, predictions you might want to make. um, And yeah, it's sort of a good learning experience and test case for it. That's pretty cool. How does fantasy football actually work? What are the baselines? So basically, it's a it's an online game um, where there are about 7 million players this season, I think. Uh, everyone picks a squad of 15 players um, who are sort of based on real-life Premier League footballers. And week by week, these players get points based on how well the real footballers do in Premier League matches. So if you pick a, a forward and they score a goal, then your player gets some points. So you have some constraints in your team. You can't pick all the same Manchester City or Liverpool players. Um, you can't pick just all the best, most expensive players. You have some limited budget. But basically, yeah, you're trying to try and compete with other players to get the best uh, squad of 15 players and get more points every week and eventually, yeah, just see how, how well you can do. Has anyone tried to use AI to win fantasy football before? 
Yeah, so I think probably quite a few people do. Um, the one that we know about was the University of Southampton. They had a um, they wrote a paper about it actually back in 2012, and they're using quite a similar model to, to what we are. It's based on this Dixon and Coles um, Bayesian model for how teams might perform against each other. So how is yours better? Uh, well, we're not sure it is better. It's actually having a bit of a rubbish season so far, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think so. The, the challenges are sort of twofold. So first of all, you've got to try and predict how many points each player is going to score in every match. Then you've got to try and optimize your team to to get the most points, to get the highest scoring players into your team every week. Given that you can't change your team every week, you can only make a couple of transfers. So does that mean it starts to get better as the season, season progresses and it gets more data to put in? Well, we, we train it with the past three seasons data. So it's got plenty of data to start off with, except for the newly promoted teams. That's a bit more of a challenge. But um, but that's also a drawback because I think we're doing quite badly this season because things changed between last season and this season and, and our team wasn't really ready for that. So, for example, Chelsea... <laughs> Football's never really the same. Exactly, yeah. Never. Chelsea, for example, uh, you know, had a good defence historically, but this season they kind of don't. So we uh, we had lots of Chelsea players in our team at the start and they lost us lots of points. So... That's the one example of... Uh, well, as somebody that used to live by the Chelsea Stadium, this doesn't surprise me. It's very <laughs> on brand for Chelsea, not that I'm biased. Um, but it feels like a perfect opportunity to ask, um, you know, which other teams have, have managed to throw your algorithm out of whack? Uh, well, I think we've had some bad luck all around just in terms of... Um, we've, we've had Man City players quite a lot and, and usually they can be relied upon to do very well. But, yeah, they've had a few off weeks. Okay. We always seem to have... You, you, in your squad, you have two goalkeepers... Um, but only one of them gets you points every week. We seem to always have the wrong one picked and the other, the other one saves a penalty or something. Um, yeah, it seems like everything... <laughs> you can't catch wrong. a break. Yeah, but having said that, we actually gained a million places in the last two weeks, so we're, we're only up. A million it's, places? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. It um, does sound good. But yeah. starting from one yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what the bit I'm not saying. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're now in the top half of this, the, the, uh, the whole rankings, though, and we've just overtaken... The, the bots just overtaken my team as well last okay. week. So. I was going to ask about that, actually. Do you back yourself at fantasy football? Yeah. So in the past, I've been uh, just outside the top thousand out of a few million. And the first, yeah, I was number one in Switzerland for about 20 weeks. of one season. <laughs> um, You um, heard it here first on the Turing podcast. That's that's our claim to fame. <laughs> You're obviously the star player at the Turing. So, yeah, I'm not quite Magnus Carlsen, but, you know, um, yeah, I do, do spend way too much time looking at, uh, at this and trying my best to, to do well. How does fantasy AI actually predict how many points each player is going to get how does it do what it does okay so there there are two levels to it so there's a team level model and a player level model so for the team level um what we do is we look at all the premier league results over the past three seasons uh and we're basically fitting parameters for the attacking ability of each team defensive ability of each team and the home advantage coefficient uh, and that means we can predict a score line a probability for every score line for every match so for example, if a team like Liverpool with a very good attack is playing a team like Norwich with a very bad defence uh, at home for Liverpool, then, then it's likely to be quite a good scoreline for Liverpool. So we get probability for every scoreline, for every match. Every single scoreline for every single match? Yeah. Who's Bloody doing hell, the That must be a big data set. Uh, that's the small bit of the data set, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, there, there are 380 matches a season. So, um, so we sort of have about a thousand or so matches that go into training in a model. And then we have to predict 10 every week. And um, we normally look three weeks ahead. So that's, yeah, sorry. Uh, that, that's one part of it. The, the, the player level model is then on top of that, 
uh, for attacking players, we look at for every team, every goal that team scores, what are the chances of that player scored it or assisted it or did neither. And that's a sort of trinomial model. Um, and that means we can get a prediction for the points for every player, for every fixture. And for those of us who are, um, you know, let's say numerically challenged, uh, what would you say a trinomial model was? Uh, so it's just basically dividing the probability into the three possibilities. So um, so more often you hear about a binomial model. If you're tossing a coin, then it can be heads or tails. Then the distribution describes this as a binomial. So here we have three possibilities. The player scored a goal, assisted a goal, or did neither. So that's that's the trinomial. Okay. Um, I kind of want to go back to how real-world football is affecting your algorithm. I think it's almost a perfect example of, of how... Um, you know, real-term issues uh, sort of affect um, how we work with data. Um, and so I wanted to ask you if you have any more examples or it, or how it might actually affect how you're changing the code in real time. Mm. So, well, I think that the good, the sort of satisfying things that happen in, in this, uh, with this um, AI bot is when it spots something that we don't spot. So both myself and Jack here at the Turing, we both work on it uh, you know, every week we, we sort of run the predictions, we look at it, and we both follow football and we know a little bit about it, we like to think. Uh, but once in a while, then we get some sort of curveball prediction and we think, wow, where did that come from? Um, and when we check it out, then it's right, then it's quite satisfying. So, for example, Danny Ings, uh, who plays for Southampton, who had a very bad start of the season, um, but he was scoring goals and assisting goals kind of under the radar for a lot of the season. And then the, the bot said, put him in the team. We were like, that's crazy. Um, we Wait, this so you can our... tra- how easy is it to kind of trace this stuff back and figure out why the bot has made this decision? Uh, yeah, it, it takes a, a few minutes of sort of, well, yeah, sort of... Um, do, you, do you mean actual minutes or are we talking more a sort of long-term, a couple of hours of slog? <laughs> Well, when, once you get a bit of practice at it, then then yeah. it is literally a few minutes. Yeah, but That's such uh, a modest answer. The first time, <laughs> a bit longer. Yeah, um, you could, well, you could just look at the, the actual results and see how many goals he's been scoring. But then you could sort of look ahead and, and see why the bot predicts he's going to score more points, which is looking at fixtures coming up and so on. Um, Sorry, I I just I can't help but ask: Do we know if the Premier League is actually using any? any such technology in, in their decision making in real time I, I think they probably are I think well I think probably the teams are so I think uh, I mean Liverpool who are obviously doing incredibly well this season I've got a whole sorry I've never heard of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some team from up north oh, um, right. okay. yeah. they wear red <laughs> uh, big in the 80s mm. um, yeah they, they've got a whole team of data scientists I believe uh, so I don't really know I think they're sort of like looking at more decision making for their players like Interesting. when when is good for um, players to be making these runs or making these passes. But don't people bet quite a lot of money on fantasy football? Do you think that betting companies are doing something similar? Uh, Probably, well, I don't know about betting on fantasy football. They probably bet on real football. And so probably something like the the match level results. In fact, the original paper, the Dixon and Coles paper, which um, we base our model on, the original premise of that was to see could they do better than bookmakers' odds. Um, but that was back in 19, the 90s. And for sure, the bookies will have learned everything they could from this and they, they'll have their own models, which are more sophisticated now. <laughs> They're doing the same thing. Um, something I was going to ask was, you said that the training data goes back three seasons. Mm. How do you weight that? Does data from older seasons weigh for less than more recently? 
That's an excellent question. I think that was part of the problem with uh, our performance at the start of the season is it wasn't. Um, so, you know, we were kind of like... <laughs> so that's the next plan. Yeah. So that's, that, I think there's something, some improvement like that has already gone in, but it was too late to save our first few weeks of the season. Um, yeah. So it, intuitively and obviously practically, it makes sense to weight the, the, the further back data a bit lower um, in practice, how to do it in a principled way that you can sort of justify why you're doing it this way is a bit more tricky. So it's something we're still thinking about the best way to do it. If this old paper was talking about getting better odds than the bookmakers, is it actually legal to use a tool like that to make bets against betting companies? Uh, Sorry, before you answer this, I just want to point out that aside from legal, is it, I mean, if it was legal, is it ethical? So two-part question, I right. suppose. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not a gambler myself, uh, and I don't know much about the law relating to gambling. I, I would imagine there's probably an area where something is legal, but the betting companies wouldn't like you to do it. So they may have terms and conditions that, that forbid it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So you... Um you're not going to be betting on it anytime soon then? No, no. I think uh, I've got plenty of other ways to lose my money. <laughs> <laughs> um, AI Arsenal isn't doing very well this year. Has it done well in previous years? Is it getting worse? <laughs> well, this is only the second season. In the first season, um, it did better. Well, it came in the top sort of 25, 30%, I believe. And it dro- that was with a drop off within the last couple of weeks. At some point, it was doing in the top 10% or so. Um, there's a large like, amount of luck involved. So I think uh, the, the 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 code, the model wasn't improved this year, but it wasn't any worse. Um, but we just had a very unlucky start of the season and, and Chelsea let us down. Um, oh, now it's something. on the up. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, we, we might still finish roughly where we finished last season. Um, then there's always next season. We can always like look ahead to this. Uh, so I think we're now in the top half. We're, we're, we're definitely improving. Um, <laughs> You're on the up. Yeah, it's getting exactly. better. Yeah. Whereas um, my, my personal team is on the on the big downer. But, uh, that's a different matter. But yeah. I think it's time to start copying AI Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I should, yeah. certainly should do. But isn't it a bit like playing yourself if you do that? Yeah. Um, so there, there's a bit of history to uh, myself and Angus, the other original author. Okay. Uh, in that we, we both played fantasy football before we wrote this spot. And he beat me by one point uh, the season before last. Mm-hmm. And this is out of 2,000 or so points, literally one point on the last day of the season. So uh, last season, I was quite satisfied that the bot beat him by one point. Um, and then and I, and I beat them both by, by a few hundred. That's actually what you built it for, just specifically to rub it in for, to, yeah. to, to for this loss. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I told this to Harry, our digital um content editor and he sent me back a, a wikipedia page for people destroyed by their own inventions which i thought was quite appropriate <laughs> that um as somebody that works quite closely with harry that sounds very on brand yeah um what's next for the code the tool you've built um have you got any plans to make it better yes uh so actually what's encouraging with this season as well is is not just that we're doing a bit less badly than we did a couple of months ago but actually, as an open source software project, um, AI Arsenal is kind of getting a bit of traction. So we have... Wait, so AI Arsenal is open source? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the code is uh, available on GitHub. On GitHub. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we really encourage anyone who wants to look at it or use it or uh, even better contribute to it. Then... How, um, how, how many contributions have you received so far? 
so I think we've had um, bug reports, which is like a contribution for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, some people, are, you know, are very invested in that process and that's fine. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely helpful. We've, we've had, um, yeah, these from about sort of five or six people, I think, and okay. a couple of pull requests from people who've actually found bugs and done the fix and then... Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're asking us to incorporate the fix into the main code, which is fantastic. So, okay. um, yeah, it's really great. That and of, and uh, how do you do? How do you acknowledge them? Like, do you just say thank you? Or yeah, so um, exactly. So we, we we interact on on GitHub, which is this um, sort of web platform for open source software development. Uh, and so we have sort of a dialogue on there where they sort of uh, write down what their issue is, and we respond to this. And generally, it's um, yeah, I think it's it, it's just good practice as a software developer and also as a human being just to always be nice and, and friendly and on these <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's been good so far <laughs> I feel like I'll take that advice into the rest of my life as well <laughs> up until now I've just been awful <laughs> um, do you have any plans for what you want to do next with the code have you got any more coefficients that you'd like to include or or factors that could affect the season somehow absolutely yeah so i think we're going to have a hack session uh in a couple of weeks so three of us developing it here and angus who's, who's subsequently left the turing mm-hmm. are going to sort of meet up and and have a whole day hackathon i think what i would like to get working is um firstly to improve the speed of the optimization so currently we look three weeks ahead and this takes probably about half an hour or an hour to, to run on and using all the cores of a very powerful machine uh, I think we can do better by a factor of two or three. And uh, once that's working, that's pretty good. Maybe, yeah. I've got some ideas, but I just need to figure out how Nick to do it. Nick is a very high achiever, <laughs> clearly, and uh, let's not knock it. <laughs> but then I think uh, even more important, once we've got that working, is uh, to be able to replay an entire past season. So uh, at the moment, it's a bit clunky to do this, and it'd be lots of manual operations. If we could do it sort of automatically, that way we can choose. We could say if we did this rather than this. How would that affected last season? And so we can really sort of try and optimize the way we do things then. So for example, like when we play this wild card where you change your whole team, or how many how many weeks ahead should we look? Or um yeah, should we sort of do things a bit differently? We can actually sort of compare with with real data and see. Wait, so at the moment you have been having to do it all on live season data, you've not been starting and testing out on the past few years. Yeah, so we're training our model with the past few years, but we're not sort of running it um on past data just i mean we kind of could with a bit of tweaking but it's not really uh, an easy operation right now uh so okay we want to make that better um a big part of fantasy football is picking the starting squad mm. um given that there's quite a big cost to transferring players and that can affect you pretty heavily as the season goes on how do you how does the tool pick the players to start the year yeah so that is one of the biggest um challenges because the search space is enormous there there's sort of uh i think 700 or so players registered uh so there's i don't know countless possible teams that you could play so the way we do it is uh we do first of all the points predictions for every player for the first five or so fixtures then you can put all the players in order of how many points we think they're going to get uh and then we just start filling up our team based on going down that list but quite quickly then you you fall foul of the constraints. So you can't have all Liverpool players. You can't have more than three Liverpool players. Would you want all Liverpool players? Well, this season, yeah, I think so. Um, and you can't have, you've got a, a cost budget. The, the players have a price for them and you can't exceed this. And generally, like the high cost players are that correlated with the high uh, predicted points players. So then the randomness comes in. We kind of like, once we've run out of money, 
then we randomly remove a player and then we sort of like stick in the next best one we can afford and we repeat this iteratively uh, until we fill up our squad um, and then we do that whole process about 100 times and we take the best expected points squad to be our starting team. So, <laughs> Effie, do you watch football? I do actually, yeah. And who do you support? Um, look, in the interest of um, the neutrality that we're all committed to at the Turing, I can't disclose that information, but I can tell you that it's not Chelsea or Liverpool or Arsenal. So it's not been a good season then? Um, well, I don't support Arsenal, so actually, yeah, it has been a good season. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, I'm going to storm out of this. Thing. <laughs> I've, I've got to ask, why did you call it AI Arsenal? Was it just a snazzy name or is there something behind no, it? No, I feel like... Hmm. Um, yeah, why did you? Well, both Angus and I are, are Arsenal fans. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think we just didn't come up with a better name um, in time. We, we actually started, we talked about it for a long time doing this. We only actually finally got around to doing it. We were both on the train up to Newcastle for a meeting. And we literally started writing a code on, on the train. Uh, and then before we knew it, we had a GitHub repository. And How long to, does that journey take again? Uh, about three hours. It wasn't working after three hours. Okay, <laughs> but, yeah. was a, but I mean, that's that's how it started. Yeah. I think that's that, that speaks to how, you know, the British rail system just inspires <laughs> innovation, even in even with the, future technology. This feels like a separate but equally important tangent. Uh, yeah, I, well, I just, I just, I'm a big fan of long rail journeys. Some of my <laughs> best work has come from having to sit on a train for an unspecified amount of time, typically to the north of the country as well. So Me too. I don't like these new yeah. coffee cups they do where you have like the filter in the lid though. That's no, it's unacceptable. Not that. Do you that. think your fantasy football tool would be much better if you had a straw to drink your coffee with? Um... <laughs> I think, well, it's a possibility. Because you kind of reduce the amount of time you have to spend looking away from the screen. Yeah. Or like a camelback so, of some sort. Um, this is one of the reasons we need to like get the code in place to replay the whole season so we can test these sort of hypotheses out. Yeah, these are so. all variables that need to be taken into yeah. account. I am stepping away from the code for a second. I have a couple of, I have a couple of very yeah, urgent questions. One, can you confirm the pronunciation of a Arsenal, AI for Arsenal? AI, how, how, how are we pronouncing that? Uh, so this is also a controversial topic. I think Angus, who's the original co-creator, um, calls it a Arsenal. Uh, I call it AI Arsenal, but because that's what adults do. <laughs> yeah, I guess since I'm representing it on a podcast, then then what I say goes. Sorry, I guess. <laughs> sorry, All I right. guess. Um, you, you know, complaints on a postcard to Nick directly. Yeah, it looks like we're running a bit short of time. So uh, just to wrap up, Nick, is there anything that you would like to tell our, our wonderful listeners about AI? For Arsenal, A Arsenal, or whatever we're calling it. AI Arsenal. AI Arsenal. I'll get there in the end. Patience, Ben. Patience. So, uh, well, just to say that uh, there's a couple of blog posts up on the Turing website. So if you search for AI Arsenal there or look at the program articles pages, then there's a couple of uh, blogs there. Also, the GitHub repository is um, at the Alan Turing Institute's AI Arsenal. And yeah, please, if you're interested in using it or, or even contributing, then that'd be fantastic. Are you on social media? Are you, is there anywhere else that we, the people can reach you and perhaps uh, talk to you about this brilliant project? Uh, so our team has this uh, Turing Hut 23 Twitter handle, um, which uh, is one place which someone will tell me if something writes somewhere there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, uh, Fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Nick, for taking the time to speak with us today. We really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. To learn more about the work going on at the Alan Turing Institute, visit our website at turing.ac.uk. 
To get in touch with the podcast team, if you have any questions or suggestions, email us at podcast at turing.ac.uk. Music for this episode was provided by Jamin Sun. You can listen to his latest releases at jamminsun.bandcamp.com. The Turing Podcast is hosted by Ed Calstreet, Tarek Allen, Ben Walden, Effie Dennis, and produced by Dan Whitfield for the Alan Turing Institute.